Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Throwback Thursday. Happy Throwback Thursday, Kev. Happy Throwback Thursday, Rob. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners where we're recording this from? Yeah, friends, we are uh, I'm, We're looking overlooking the great harbor of New York City. The ship is in the harbor now. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. We were at... Uh, and those liners booming in. <laughs> we're in uh, New York Film Academy's uh, campus, which is on the fourth and fifth floor of this building in Battery Park, overlooking Battery Park, and it's quite beautiful. We should take a picture, actually, and post it. Oftentimes, um, we are teaching here and working here, and I'll be at the piano teaching, and I'm just looking at the Statue of Liberty, and it's quite beautiful. I love... Because I teach musical theater history here. Correct. One of the things I love Among the teaching. many things you teach, one yes. The, no, but one of the things I love doing is talking to the students about how, at the turn of the 20th century, the immigration movement was so responsible for shaping America's popular entertainment. And usually when I teach the class, I'm like, can you imagine them coming into Ellis Island for the first time? And all I have to do now is literally lift up the shades and go yeah. right there. Right. right there is where all this went down. It's pretty magical. It's it really magical. Is. It so is magical. So we're in rehearsals today uh, from 10 until 6, uh, as you know or may have known. Uh, Rob and I are doing Mary Lee Roll Along with the students. Uh, Rob is I'm directing. I'm Charlie. You're Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gussie. You really? No, no, not really. And if, you know, it's a funny thing. When I did Merrily uh, in college in 1998, we did the original, original Merrily, and Gussie's part not so big in that version. She's mm. not as um, pronounced as she is in these ones now. I mean, she's got a whole song and all of that. Oh yeah, this, it wasn't that way in the original. If you go back and listen to that, yeah, because she's got the life is knowing what you want, <laughs> darling. And then the whole like show within a show where she sings her big brassy number. You get you get to actually see that Gussie was this is this big. Broadway star, yes. like yes, I like that they established that. Anyway. Yes, I love it though. Love Marilyn, love Marilyn. Okay, so now what do you prefer? Do you prefer the original recording, or well, what's your favorite recording of Marilyn? 
honestly the original cast recording. 1981. Truly, and I, I, but you know how you know. I'm sure you guys out there, you you probably are the same way that you, if you had an experience with something when you were younger, and it kind of colors your impression of it to this day. So because I did it in college, I think I'm more tied to that version, mm. so it's deeper. But I went back and listened to it, and I just, I love how raw it is. I love how it's, um, they're so earnest in it, and I and I think that speaks oh. to this show, you yeah. know? And so I really love the original. I, I enjoy the York, and I love the new one, and I love the encores and all of that, but what about you? Do you have a well, I was going to say, I'm also the same way with you. I love the original. I think what's so interesting is, is that, like, you're right, the rawness and the innocence that those actual actors had, you can hear on the recording, which fits the characters. Indeed. Now they cast it older, usually. Usually they cast people right. in their 40s, and then they have them play that they're in their 20s and stuff. But right. I love the innocence that the first recording brings us. And it seems that we talked to Michael Levine, the, the music uh, uh, director and uh, sheet music archivist, you might say, and he, he had auditioned for it because, and he had heard from Sondheim way back in the day that uh, they wanted to go even younger. They wanted they were first looking at teenagers for, for these roles. So I find that very interesting. Like Fourteen yeah. to something. You know, uh, yeah. I thought it was so interesting because the orchestrations on that are so big <laughs> and so brassy. I heard Jonathan Tunick once give a talk, and they're like, "Why was it so big and so brassy?" And he said, "When Hal and Steve first talked to me, they said that they like they said keep picturing babes in arms." Like keep picturing babes in arms. Like let's put on a show. Kinda. Yeah, and he's like, wow. so he's like, so I kept listening to like these old big MGM musicals, and he, and he even said in the in the interview, he goes, yeah, and then when I saw what the show was, he was like, I don't think I orchestrated this correctly. Oh, and I disagree. Oh, I love that overture alone, <laughs> like that the, I, the, the the trumpet playing in that. I mean, it's, but that's why he said there was it's such a big brassy Broadway sound. Wow. He's like because the image he they was kept emulating giving that, him yeah. was babes in arms. Huh. Well, he yeah. nailed it. I mean, he, he did nail it. Gosh, we want him good. for this show so bad, Mister Tunic. Where are you? Yeah, if anyone uh, anybody has a way to reach Mister Tunic and uh, dear Mister Tunic and I put in the good word you for us, yeah, his letter. We, uh, <laughs> I, I hope you like that. I, I hope did, you like. I love Rob. You know, I love it when you sing. Oh, nobody else does. Hey. Things that you enjoy, that also falls under the category of favorite, favorite things. things. I love when we say it like the saddest public access <laughs> children's TV show. <laughs> no, wait, I have to ask you. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question, but listeners, you're going to have to just go with me for a second and just trust me. You were talking to me about something you found on the internet a while ago. You know what we're talking about. Of, of the yes, yes, yes. But my, no, my, no, my question is, is that going to be one of your favorite things at some point? If I can do it in a way that is positive. Great. <laughs> awesome. You, you understand, friends, that sometimes there, in our business, there are things that are posted that are entertaining, and, and sometimes not for maybe the reason that the person intended for it to be entertaining. <laughs> is that a good diplomatic way I of saying it? I love that. And, and I want to celebrate it. However, I don't want to make fun, but I want to celebrate it and lift it up. So, so that I will, I, I, yes, in the future I will be bringing that up. Okay, then I won't, we will refer back to this episode then at some point. But I just want to say that the thing you told me about, I went down the rabbit hole last <laughs> night and watched, <laughs> and my jaw was on the floor. Maybe we should just talk about it now. No, no, okay. I, think, I think it's good to build it up, like oh you gosh, said. Oh, gosh, sorry, everybody. No. I know you were like, God damn it, and Kevin and If you have an idea of what it is, you can totally reach Let's out and Let's just say it's us. a YouTube, uh, it's on YouTube, and it's, yeah, it's been yeah, on for it's, years, uh, and it's, it's really fun. something epic, which is, uh, 
Uh, amazing. Okay, I, I can't talk anymore. So I want to say thank you, Kevin, because you've introduced me to a favorite thing, but I cannot talk about it because I know at some point it's going to be your favorite thing. Or maybe you'll beat me to it. Who knows? Oh. I, it's about time that we actually had the same favorite thing at the My exact God, same moment. We've been doing so good, though. We've only done, like, what, 90 of these times two, so yeah. it's 180 favorite things uh, or so. Oh, but you know what? The, you know what's so funny, though? There's still so many things that we have not covered yet. I agree. Because every once in a while, I'm like, I'm so like, why haven't we talked about this show yet? Or why oh, haven't we talked about right, that show? Right, or I'll have to do a search and think, oh, well, surely we must have talked about XYZ, and then it'll be like the not since Carrie when you were you know oh we thought, my god oh my how goodness. have we gone this long without talking about it and right. once again Ken Mandelbaum emailed us god if you want to come on the show Ken you've got an open invitation please join us That's right we've got some exciting guests coming up by the um, way yeah. we won't say who because we want to make sure it all gets confirmed but we're, we're very good. excited really good. Yeah. so Kevin your favorite thing let well, me see it's good because it, Ken Mandelbaum was actually a part of my favorite thing Ooh. Ooh. Uh, my favorite thing is a little outside of the box from what we have usually done. It is not a book. It is not a show. It is not a, a, a YouTube clip. Uh, it actually is a publication. Uh, it is a publication uh, that, this will give it away, but it is a publication that is no longer being published. It ran quarterly from about... Uh, the Rob Schneider newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> is no longer in publication. It is single tear going down the side of my face. <laughs> my my parents unsubscribed. That's right. They literally they literally wrote back does not live here anymore <laughs> when the fan letter went out. So I'm they clicked the unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. So this uh this is this was four times a year this came out. It was a very nice magazine. It ended in 2002 and it was called Show Music Magazine. I didn't even get a chance to guess. I know. I'm sorry, Rob. I didn't even get a chance to guess. I'm too excited about it. So I found my six issues that I have from... Uh, I have six issues from around uh, 1999 to 2002. Um, uh, let me give you a little context first before I tell you about my issues. Uh, so <laughs> my issues... <laughs> We know you got issues. <laughs> Amen. Um, but my my physical issues. Oh, see, even there, I've got issues. Um, so uh, yeah, it was. I don't. Whoa, Are you dying on me? What's I don't happening? know. I just got. I'm, I'm excited me. about my favorite thing. Stay with thing. me, Kevin. Stay with me. So Max E. Prio, who is on the cast, he he kind of is a a force behind the cast recording email list serve that um, some of us are a part of in the cast recording fan club world. But in 1981, he started a newsletter. It was a very bare bones thing and he would put it out. And then over the years, it gained popularity um, and it was just simply about musical theater, the cast recordings, video, all of that kind of stuff. And in 1991, Goodspeed Opera House in uh, Haddam, East Haddam, Connecticut, um, they have got the wonderful big musical theater library there. I've never been. I have never been. And people have told me, they've said, Kevin, you've got to go see it because I love sheet music and all of that. And they have a real amazing resources there uh, and lots of uh, music and, and, and history in their library. And so they, they teamed up with him in 1991, and so they started this publication in a, on a bigger level with subscribers and all of that. And so eventually, over the years, uh, they would release, like I said, four uh, magazines. And these magazines were beautiful. I mean, they were glossy. They were uh, very well made, very well done. They were curated by some of the great writers that we still have today. The editor of Playbill. The, you know, they, this is you know going back 20, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And, and so this is where a lot of them got their start in writing. Because let's face it, guys, there's only a there's a very small... Our niche of the world is a little small. Let's just be honest. Are you telling me that the general population does not <laughs> sing the score to Fiorello in you know, their cars? One of, my, so one of my favorite things about this magazine is when you go back and look at the old issues, you, it, there's so many ads, but they're not ads for anything that the rest of the world would actually take up. It's mostly like, for the first time on CD, the me nobody knows. 
full page ad, and full you know, page. And you know we'd buy it. Oh yeah, and we're <laughs> excited about all the the cabaret artists that no Nobody one's ever knows. heard of. They're still there. And but what I love about this magazine, and you can Joe find Joe Blow sings Hoagie Carmichael. <laughs> Seriously, there you and this like really horrible picture, like a headshot that's like their cover of their album. And but you got to give them credit for like getting it out there and yes, going for it. But usually like a very smoky lens, like wrapped in yep. white linen. Yep. And it's like <laughs> a horrible title, you know. I love those titles. The road you didn't take, and then you're like, "Oh, wow!" So I can't wait yeah, to scratch this one, right? But there, it's full of that. But then within the magazine, you have like you know Ken Mandelbaum, who was reviewing shows at the time. So you get his full page review of a show. You'll have you know the newest shows on CD at the CD. Listen to me, but yeah, CD at the time. Then they'd have like in the vault. So you'd get them. They would review CDs from years ago. Maybe the London cast recording of Where's Charlie? You know. And so as someone in the before the internet and all of that, or before it was as popular as it is now, that was a great place to go to, to, to hear people talk about the things that you love the most and be able to hear. And then they would have cover stories and they would talk about Cameron Macintosh in one or Karen Mason was on the cover of one of, the, one of them. So I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I used to buy them. Oh, yeah. Because there was a Samuel French <laughs> bookstore on Ventura Boulevard in California. Samuel French had a bookstore? like the. the oh, yeah. Wow. Don't you have one in New York? I. No, I don't. Think, I don't remember. I don't know that. if like the publisher of Samuel French. Yeah, but it was a the, it was, it, Samuel French in Los Angeles was like the drama bookshop in New York. I, I, like you I, would go on Ventura Boulevard, and they would have all the books and all the scripts and everything. But they would have a magazine section. Yeah, and I would go, and I would always get Playbill. Of course, I got. They, I was a subscriber in high school. Oh God bless you, yeah. Playbill, Show Music, Classic, and the Sondheim Review. Uh, the Santa, which is still published, to which this is day. still published. Thank which goodness. I'm assuming we'll talk about it like, right. on a favorite some, thing yeah. at some point. And that's a little more, uh, more. I want to say basic, but it's not as produced as this magazine was. But you're, but you're right. That magazine was a magazine, full color, glossy. Do you remember when they used to publish scripts? Uh, I was that was I was going to bring up is that so one of the really cool things that this magazine did probably about once a year they would publish the full libretto for scores. I mean, for shows. Like, the ones that I have is Parade. They have The Triumph of Love. They did Big, which I... Oh, Big. Do you know what they did with Big? No. They did this thing with Big where they did the original script that was on Broadway, and then they showed you an addendum of what was changed for the road and why it was changed. Now, there's only a handful of people who would really dig that, but I think that is just... Hands raised. But I think that is just a really, really great... I love that. I'm gonna go try to find that that um, that that magazine now. That back, oh. Bec- yeah. And you can find these now. There are a couple on eBay. There are a couple on uh, on Amazon. They're a little more expensive on Amazon. Okay, so so let's do this, Kevin. Let's not tell everyone. <laughs> let's just buy them as soon as we finish. this. Can we this? just buy them as soon as we finish this? <laughs> well, because you. Temporarily they, they unavailable. Are, I pulled my six out the other day, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to look at these for you know for research for this podcast. I and pulled then my all six s- out yesterday uh, and got a lot of dirty looks. Uh oh. Never mind. <laughs> Never uh, mind. Oh, God, Rob. Last you. time I go to that Burger King. Oh, my God. Um, and th- th- my point is, is that they are timeless, that they, they may be from the 1996, 97, 98, 2002, but they really are, they still stand today. I find them really fun to see who succeeded, who did not, who's still in the business, who's not. Not even that, but you really, the opinions still stay the same. I like reading these reviews of these people that I respect. One of the things I remember reading in that magazine, and I like to go back and look at it every once in a while, was Ken Mandelbaum wrote uh, an article about 10 musicals. I think it was in 1996. 
six, maybe okay. seven. Ten musicals that had not been revived yet and were due for a revival. And it's nice to now go back and take a look and go, oh, okay, these have actually been off the list. This is who we assumed was going to be cast. This was who was cast. Right. Yeah. I like, like, I know Kiss Me Kate was on the list. Check. We've had a Kiss Me Kate. I think... Uh, uh, um, um, uh, was it ooh, ooh, on a clear day? One of the uh, anyway, but like that, it's so yeah. nice to go back and check. Oh no, no oh. Finian's Rainbow. Oh, oh yeah. And I remember reading and being like, "No one's going to no do way. a revival of Finian's Rainbow." Who knew? We had a revival. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So that's fun. Show it is. Music. Show Music Magazine. Um, I, I like to celebrate it. Uh, go online, check them out. You can't. The thing that is, is they're not. They're not, no one scanned them in to, to the internet. <laughs> you have to literally buy them in order to read these articles. Fine and with they me. are really fun articles. I'll and they buy are, them. it's timeless. So, Show Music Magazine is my favorite thing. And why don't we have one of those today? Or what's Max doing I now? am, yeah, well, I think he's in Vegas. Um, and he still posts on that cast recording list. And I was going to email him just to ask him how things are going. <laughs> but, um, but I imagine that it was the cost, it's simple, simply cost. You know, we're in a day and age where printed, you know, we have a hard enough time getting newspapers sold, you know, and magazines are on their way out. We've had tons of magazines, that yeah. famous, well-known magazines that have gone by the wayside. So it actually is no wonder that with only, you know, at some point, five to 6,000 subscribers was their peak. You know, it's, it's hard to sustain that, especially at the quality and the level that they were giving it. So I give them credit for saying, you know what, we, we're not going to just lower it, we're our standard, we're just, we're out of it for now. Good for but them. I miss it. I, yeah. I miss that information. But the other thing is you can get it all online now. Okay. You, well, let's just... Let's go on a hunt. I'll find as many as you can. You can find as many as you can. I can see if we can get a full collection. What we should do is then, well, we have to get permission, but scan them and get them online so people can that read these articles. That would be a great idea. You know? All right, you talk to Max and we'll go from I'll there. Ask him. All right. Yes, good. how exciting. What's your favorite thing? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kevin, my favorite thing was actually inspired by you. Uh-oh. Because you like to mention a lot of orchestrators. I do like to mention the music team. On this show. I'm biased a So little. I am going to send an orchestrator your way. Oh? I know, right? Uh, because I think, and we've talked about this previously, that the job of an orchestrator is really underrated and really underappreciated. Mm. And an orchestrator does so much, and so many things that we hear musically that are iconic to musical theater, more often than not... or is sometimes being triggered by the instrumentation. True. The saxophone there, the clarinet here, the the trombone here. Yeah, the big brass sound, all and of that. Yeah. And that belongs to the job. That's the orchestrator's purview. Yes, oh. the composer gave us maybe the melody and the right. notes and all that stuff, but the orchestrator's job is to flesh it out. That's right. Give texture, color, tone, and help tell the story. And with help all tell of, the if story. If they're really good. If they're really good. The yeah. And I think my guy today is Ooh. really, really good. So I'm going to throw an orchestrator your way. All right. Um, Golden we're gonna Age. Go 
yeah, I'm we're going to go back to always the golden age. Oh, well, not always, but mostly the yeah. golden age. We're going back to the golden age. We're going back to an orchestrator. Here's the clue. I hope I'm articulating this correctly. When the mainstream public, not us Broadway folks, but when the mainstream public hears musical theater, more often than not, they're hearing the work of this gentleman. Not a recent person. Okay. Not a recent person. Old school. Not Kinsler. No. Do you know? I see a smile. Uh, I'm going to guess. Here he goes. Ralph Burns. It is the incomparable Ralph Burns. He did like every single show. Okay. Well, not everyone. There were, I mean, there was definitely other guys that, that but, and they all helped each other out at the time too. But oh, yes. Because it was, so, it was so much work and so labor intensive that they often did. Stephen Susskind wrote a whole book about it. Uh, yeah. But oh, yes, no. Ralph Burns was the guy. Ralph Burns. Okay, so listen to this. So Ralph Burns started off as a jazz pianist. Of course. Right? Played in the Woody Herman band. Worked with Neil Hefty, and if you don't, do you know Neil Hefty? No, I, I thought you were going to talk about Hefty's Hideaway, but yeah. from Hairspray, but no, not at all. Oh, I thought you meant like poor man's Hernando's Hideaway. <laughs> like we can't afford the entire name Hernando, but we did Nefertiti last year. We've got some of those letters left over, <laughs> so it'll just be Hefty's oh, Hideaway. God. Um, so, and he Neil Hefty for our listeners who know his music. You might not know the name, but you do know the theme to Batman. Neil Hefty and personal favorite of mine, the Odd Couple theme song. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Kevin's just shaking his head. I don't know an Odd Couple at all. That's okay. That was actually one of the ideas I was going to have for the theme song for this show, but before we went with. No, I thought that'd be fun. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have we to should hear play it. Oscar and Felix somewhere. Okay. Oh, I would like that. Woodstock Playhouse. <laughs> Beef and Boards Dinner Theater. Totem what Pole you Arena. They like to play uh, God Couple. <laughs> you know, because I know that's how you cast. The actors just come to you and say this is what they want to do, and you're like, sure. We'll be opposite in. Joyce DeWitt. It's going to be great. If we can get Joyce DeWitt and Sally Struthers as the Pigeon Sisters, <laughs> I will be so happy. Anyway, Ralph Burns works with the Woody Herman Band, worked with Neil Hefty. And then went off to orchestrate and arrange so many Broadway musicals. Some of the lesser-known ones, not the Frank lesser-known ones, but like the uh, lesser-known ones. We have things like, you know, No Strings, um, Something ooh, no More. No Strings was big, Stuff yeah. like that. But here we go. This is what we know him for. Okay. And this is why I say the mainstream public. Chicago. Oh, yeah. Sweet Charity. Oh, my God. Bum, bum, that, that brass. He loved using that brass okay. sound. So when we... Like I said, the general public knows Big Spender. The general public knows all that jazz. The general public, oh, because he also won the Oscar. He won the Oscar twice. He won the Oscar once for Bob Fosse's Cabaret, and he won the Oscar again. I like that you called it Bob Fosse's Cabaret. It is Bob Fosse's Cabaret. It is? I think so, oh, as opposed to Candor and Ebb's Cabaret. No, I, like in a, when there's, like, Wood Plays are revived, and it's like August Wilson's oh. Jitney. <laughs> That's why I was thinking. Who else would it be? I love it. No, it's Bob and Fosse's then, Cabaret. Bob Fosse's All That Jazz. Oh, uh, which I'm, I hate to tell you this. I've, I have not seen that movie since college and I don't remember it at all. So I need, but it's, it's not online. You, you have to like buy I own, it. I own the Blu-ray. Can I borrow it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Thanks. Oh my God. Thanks guys for yeah. listening Thank to that. <laughs> if you want to help Kevin find an all that jazz <laughs> Blu-ray, contact Kevin David Thomas at, <laughs> I don't know what you're, um, but anyway, so Ralph Burns, but yes, so this jazzy, brassy, Texture, like you said, the wah, 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 wah yeah. is iconic. That's Ralph Burns. Oh, so good. The all that jazz beginning is Ralph 
Burns. But clearly, he he and Kenner, he must have had a real thing for John Kenner's me, or John Kenner had a thing for Ralph, what Ralph Burns sure. did, because a lot of composers pick their orchestrator often. Yeah. They, they know who they like, they know what kind of sound they're looking for, and it really is up to the composer to really say, hey, this guy, this is who I think will really represent me. They just think... Of the next time, what I'd love everyone to do is to go and listen to a song from Sweet Charity <laughs> or Chicago, or listen to the cabaret. Maybe this time, um, yeah. the texture on all of that, yeah. the money song, that is all Ralph Burns. Yes, John Kander wrote the music, but Ralph Burns gave it a life yeah. that we could not have imagined previously. Yeah. And it's so interesting to think of so many songs where I think the texture in the orchestration helps push the song along. I'm going to be honest Lifts with it. you. Send in the clowns. The oh, beginning. The clarinet. That clarinet that solo mm -hmm. tells us with warmth, with longing, with melancholy, exactly what this song is going to be about. Right. He could have chosen a flute. Yeah. This is Jonathan Tunick we're talking or about. Jonathan yeah, Tunick. Yeah. Or strings. Yeah. And he knew exactly. Yeah, that, and that, that evoked so, this, this feeling that the audience needed to help tell that story. And that is what a great orchestrator does. And I think Ralph Burns does it so incredibly well. well. Said. And the reason I wanted to celebrate Ralph Burns was I was really proud of myself with my musical ear. I was listening to the original, the revival cast recording of No, No, Nanette, uh -huh. and, uh, like I do every day. Like you do. Uh, like you do. Because um, you loved it. That's one of the shows I, that you said you would do for free. It's a big one for free. me. It's a big one. And yeah. we got to uh, You Can Dance With Any Girl At All, and in the middle of the dance break, there was some sort of musical phrase that I'm like, this sounds so familiar to me. This orchestration, where have I heard it before? Yeah. It is note for note, a same orchestration in the Hot Honey Rag at the end of Chicago. Really? And I thought to myself, what, what, why would No No Nanette right. and Chicago sound alike? And I was like, let me do my research. And the thing I found connecting them was Ralph Burns. And he probably was doing them just a couple years apart, so he was fresh in his head. And you know, and, and that's not a copying thing. I'm just saying. No, but they, and a lot of people writers have their patterns, and they have their go-to ways of you know that no one would ever notice unless you are obsessed like we are and listen to it over and over again. So which, I wanted to celebrate Ralph Burns oh. because I think his orchestrations are great. I think they are the epitome of Broadway, and I think more people know him without realizing it than they think. Right. So I wanted to make sure that Ralph Burns got the appreciation that he gets that he deserves today. So my guy is Ralph I'm Burns. I'm so so glad. And your guy, or and your my thing. guy is Show Music Magazine. Oh, great! We will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together 
we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.